Hello, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome back. I haven't been able to give sheer this past week because I had you-know-what, but now that I'm back, I'm looking forward to giving shiurim. I missed you all, I missed your feedback, I missed being able to teach, and here we go. Today is Sunday, and Sunday means it's Tefillah Sunday where I speak on some element of the davening to enhance our davening. Today, I would like to continue the series that we began about Kriyashma. And we discussed the first Pasuk of the Shema, which of course we can go on forever on the first Pasuk. We even covered uh, the second, the silent line that we say, Baruch Shem. I'd like to speak about the next line, Vahavta, and speak about this issue. I'm sure you all know that the first two paragraphs of the Shema are very similar to one another, but they also have very important differences. And what I'd like to focus on, and I'd like to focus this on, uh, myself when davening, is that one of the main differences between the first paragraph of the Shema and the second paragraph of the Shema is that in describing the intensity with which one should love Hashem, the first paragraph of the Shema uses three phrases, but the second paragraph of Shema, when it talks about how a person should hear what God has to say and obey him and love him. It only says the first two of the three clauses. They translated mean, the first paragraph says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your me'od, which some translate with all your might. Others translate it as all your resources. The word me'od means very in Hebrew. So the best and most awkward translation is you should love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your veryness. V-E-R-Y. <laughs> the second paragraph does not have that. It just says, if you listen to God and love him, with all your heart and with all your soul, but it doesn't say with all your might or with all your ma'od. This suggests very clearly that the first paragraph of the Shema is addressing a Jew to really love God on the highest level. That includes this phrase, Bechol Ma'odecha, that the second paragraph does not demand of a Jew. So what does that phrase mean? So again, using that awkward but accurate translation, Bechol Ma'odecha, the word Ma'od means, like if you think about it, you, sometimes we even use this word in regular Hebrew. When a person wants to describe something as being very, very strong or very, very powerful, they will say ma'od ma'od. Ma'od means that part of the neshama that goes above and beyond his own sense of existence. So that, for example, the Talmud says that b'chol ma'odecha alludes to a person's financial might meaning all of your resources, that you should love God with all of your resources. Not just to, to love God with your life, if somebody says, give me your life or worship another God, but give me all your money. Reminds me of the old uh, vaudeville joke uh, or Catskills joke, but the person who approaches the Jew and says, your money or your life, and the person pauses, and the robber says, no, your money or your life. And the fellow says, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Even though that is a classical joke 
in the anti-Semitic vein, making fun of how much a Jew loves money. But the deeper idea is that money extends beyond a person's life. As we all know, a person can pass away, but if he leaves money to his descendants or to his heirs or to tzedakah, his life expands and continues beyond his physical uh, existence. That's b'chol me'odecha. And this is the intense level of the first paragraph of the Shema, which contrasts with the second paragraph, which of course in its opening lines is speaking about a Jew doing what he's supposed to do, but clearly on a more uh, humanistic level, if you will. Meaning a person just doing what he's supposed to do because he's obeying, if you listen to God. But the first paragraph is dealing with that much higher level. And that's why it's so important when saying Shema, to contrast the first paragraph with the second paragraph. Because, yes, while it would be wonderful to always be a first parsha of the Shema Jew, always a loving God on the highest level, the Torah understands that we are not always on that level. Sometimes we are not spiritually strong. But the point is that even when we are not as spiritually strong as ideally we should be, Hashem still expects something of us. And that's when we speak about the second paragraph. But that just gives us more of a sense and more of a feeling of how powerful that first paragraph is in that we use the words, Bechol me'odecha. We'll leave it there for now. Thank you all for listening.